Welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Jane Bam Bauer, commentator Young Voices, a professor of law at the University of Arizona, earned her JD from Yale Law School. We're going to talk about the rise of QAnon, conspiracy theories going crazy, all right? She has some insight here that should be interesting. Jane, thank you for being on the show, how are you? I'm great, it's such a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, I don't want to assume or presume what you know or believe about this topic. So if you would give us your sentiment and I would then opine. Yeah, okay, so I think many of us have the sense that beliefs in things that are not factually substantiated and that are also just kind of non-logical have, have, have increased, especially over the last say six to 10 years. Uh, but by the way, I should say that's not a totally uncontroversial statement. I think there's some theories that really, you know, we've we've always had lots of conspiracy theorists, and now we're just seeing them. We have more visibility toward them. But I, I don't think so. I think actually the data suggests that um, there there is more belief in things that are not factually true. Uh, and so we're trying to figure out what the reason is. The internet almost certainly has something to do with it. Um, but that doesn't really tell us the mechanism quite. Uh, so I think the best evidence, and we're still kind of just trying to get our bearings and figure out, you know, what this new technology is doing to us. But but I think the best evidence suggests that there are a couple problems. One is that we are constantly connected to our social circles, and so we are given that we are kind of you know animals that tend to be driven by motivated reasoning anyways. If all of your friends uh, are have a worldview, it, there's some social pressure not to challenge it and to sort of cherry pick information. And that winds up to more tribalism and, and more extreme beliefs, potentially on both sides. Right now we're seeing it, you know, particularly I think uh, expressed on the, on the right side uh, of the ideological spectrum for reasons that yeah. we don't need to get into. <laughs> Well, the, you know, I, I get into those reasons on a regular basis. All right, but okay. go ahead, go ahead and finish your thought, and I respond. Well, so the, so then the other the, the other reason I think the internet is a challenge is that it does allow us to cherry pick information, and and we don't even necessarily know that we're doing it. So if you're inclined to think that some particular institution like Congress or um, or you know the FDA or something, if if you're already inclined to think that they make mistakes and are bad, you will see um, lots of examples of human error um, that you know actually is nothing unusual, but it will seem unusual because you see every case of it. And okay. so you can convince yourself that there's a lot more under the surface than you even can, you know, than, than people even realize. And that really taps into the kind of conspiracy thinking that. You know, you have some deep insight about something that other sheeple don't realize is happening. Let me tell you, and I agree with much of what you just said. So let me break it down another way. I think we're living in an unprecedented time of confirmation bias. I think what we're seeing is massive and I would argue clinical confirmation bias. 
And this confirmation bias obviously has a catalyst of social media, but there are other dynamics as well. Mainstream media, Fox News declared they were not mainstream media for so long that people started to believe it. They, they have been number one in cable news for a very long time. That's as mainstream as you get. But what they did by messaging themselves as an alternative form of media, but being mainstream at the same time, they said we have information that other people do not. And because of that, if somebody says something contrary to what we're saying, then you have to reject that fully because they are lying to you. So that's one element. Number two, I see indoctrination like I haven't seen before. And I think the reason why it permeates on the right in ways it has not permeated on the political left is because of the religiosity, if I can use that word, of those on the right. I'm a Christian man. I'm a Christian man and I believe in faith principles that are not tangible. That, however, I have seen that idea be exploited by conservative politicians to make individuals believe that somehow their political fight is a divine fight rather than a fight about policy and process. Number three is the transformation of citizen to consumer. Because of over commercialization, we have turned American citizens into very binary consumer models. Where now, instead of us being citizens who are thoughtful about individuals that we vote for, we're, we're looking to make a purchase. And when we make a purchase, we're purchasing a brand. We've been commercialized so much so that our purchase of a politician is similar to our purchase of, let's say, our favorite dessert. It is an instant gratification action rather than a thoughtful process. We've transformed from citizen to consumer based on the commercialization. Do you think, do you have any pushback for anything I've submitted here? Um, mostly not, except for maybe the last one. But, okay. but, but let me tell you on, on, the, on the first idea that actually all of these trends started much earlier, including with Fox News. There you're, you're exactly right, that actually, in fact, you can trace it back to talk radio. So yeah, um, agreed. Talk yeah, and and then cable just provided so many channels that you know I think there's a story here about the media economy where when broadcast just didn't have very many channels, it was actually economically strategic for them all to kind of lump together toward the center um, because if you veer out too far in one direction or the other, you'll lose uh, you'll lose too much of your audience. Once there's fierce competition. That strategy doesn't make sense. And so we are seeing, I think you're right, this sort of bimodal uh, news content where, um, where uh, you know, the media organizations within the Fox cluster, they can only compete with Fox by going to the right of Fox, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think you're right there. Um, I also think there's something to this, you know, sort of oriented toward kind of authority figures uh, that, that may be different on the left and the right, although I won't, I'm, I'm not that's outside my area enough to feel confident, but there could be something there. On the signaling, uh, you know, you, you put it in terms of, or rather on the, on the sort of political consumerism. Uh, I, I would say it's slightly different, which is that when yeah. we consume a product and it turns out to be a bad product, we suffer from that. When you consume a political product or a you know, political brand and your political positions actually don't serve the public very well. That is not a very direct connection to the actual voters and the people who claim that they espouse their policy. 
And so there's like a broken feedback loop that I think makes this worse than the commercial realm. I could definitely see that and that's where indoctrination comes in. So if you are indoctrinated to a belief, indoctrination has a very simple definition. It, it literally means that you're unable to critically think about what you believe. And so when you're indoctrinated, you will have a set of beliefs that you've adopted that are contrary to the narrative of truth. And even contrary to what you would typically believe in a logical conversation or narrative. But you are indoctrinated, you believe a set of principles are true and there's virtually nothing that can get you or move you away from that principle. And I think the reason why this works so well in politics is because of the dynamic of branding and commercialization. I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the chief marketing and branding experts in America, Donald Trump, ended up becoming president of the United States. The people were primed in order to have someone like him come in with a purely marketing campaign, very little substance, significant contradictions in his own message. And still get elected president of the United States and still held very high and in high esteem with those on the political right. I think that was a process that started many, many years ago that people like Trump and now others in the political spectrum are picking up on. That's probably right. All right, we're flat out of time. Okay, Professor, good to have you on the program. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure, thank you so much.